This program is made possible by the giving of the God-called partners of Renner Ministries. Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. Friends, this is Rick Renner, and today I'm at the Pushkin Museum of Fine Arts downtown Moscow, just not far from the Moscow Kremlin. This museum is so wonderful. Room after room is filled with magnificent treasures, including this one. This is a statue of John the Baptist, who was an intertestamental prophet. You say, well, what and who were intertestamental prophets? Well, some people say that God didn't say anything between the Old and the New Testament. But my friends, God has always been speaking for anyone who has an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying. And when you study the intertestamental periods between the Old and the New Testament, you find there were a lot of prophetic voices who are especially speaking about the end of the age, including many of the things which we're seeing and experiencing today. But when you come to the New Testament, immediately in the Gospel of Luke, we meet two intertestamental prophets. One was named Simeon, another was named Anna. Both of them were intertestamental prophets. And technically, John the Baptist was an intertestamental prophet. And if you want to get real specific and real technical, even Jesus operated as an intertestamental prophet because his prophetic ministry primarily occurred before his death, burial, and resurrection. But God has always been speaking. And today, we're going to see what a large number of prophetic voices were speaking in those intertestamental years and how God is still speaking for anyone who has an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying. But first, I want you to see this. 30 years in the making, Rick Renner's new book, Apostles and Prophets, is being called Essential Teaching for Every Believer. And now, this book is available anywhere books are sold or online at renner.org. This beautifully bound 750-page book is the definitive study available on Apostles and Prophets. When you call or go online today and get Apostles and Prophets, you'll learn how this essential teaching has been overlooked in the modern church and why it's important for every believer to understand the Bible's definition of these roles. This book lays a biblical, spiritual, intellectual and historical foundation to the words apostle and prophet. And I believe this book will biblically give you what you need to understand the roles of these gifts in the end time church. Through its detailed information, Apostles and Prophets allows you to have correct apostolic vision for the church as it is laid out in the New Testament, and that we biblically understand the roles of Apostles and Prophets and how they are to function in these last days. Through beautiful illustration and detailed descriptions, you'll see what it was like in the early church and how early church leaders operated within these ministry gifts and will make this book a treasure for you and your family for years to come. Call now to get Apostles and Prophets for just $30 or go to renner.org. Great as a gift or for your own Bible study. Don't miss this special offer. My friend, I really want you to get a copy of Apostles and Prophets. And today and the next two days are the last days which we're going to be offering it on the program. So please call now or go online to order your copy. The full subtitle says, The Roles of Apostles and Prophets in the Past, in the Present, and in the Last Days Church. 
This really is a book that you need to have in your spiritual library. And I want to tell you again that you ought to buy two because this is a book you need to give to your pastor. He will devour it. And the reason I wrote this book is because today so many people are calling themselves apostles and prophets. Some of them are, some of them are not. Many people are calling themselves prophets. Some of them are, some of them are not. Well, how do you know who's the real deal and who is a wannabe? Well, that's what we cover in this book. And this book was not written to create a spirit of suspicion, but just to put you on a good solid foundation so you'll know who really is an apostle and who is a prophet, because these really are fivefold gifts which Christ gave to the church, and we need to understand them, appreciate them, and embrace them. But anyway, order your copy of Apostles and Prophets by going online or by giving us a call. And remember that we're also offering you the series, 15 parts based on these programs called Apostles and Prophets, their roles in the past, the present, and the last days church. And my friends, it comes with such a great study guide that is just loaded with all the points, all the principles, the Greek words, the Hebrew words, everything in this series is in the study guide so that you can read it while you're seeing it or hearing it. And that way you really get the teaching down deep inside you. But today we're going to see what and who are intertestamental prophets. Then tomorrow we're going to see how many prophets are specifically identified in the pages of the New Testament. But today I'm going to be using my notes because we have a lot of material that we're going to cover. And we're going to begin in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 19 to 22, where the Apostle Paul wrote about the church becoming a habitation for the Spirit of God. Listen to what he says. Now, therefore, you're no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. Say amen. Then he adds, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and Prophets. So according to the Apostle Paul, the church is built on the foundation of apostles and prophets. These dual gifts are very important in the construction of the house of God. Then he adds, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto a holy temple in the Lord in whom ye also are builded together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. Amen. But hey, we've already seen the meaning of the word prophet. We've already seen the four aspects of the prophet's ministry. We've already seen how prophets do not operate and how they do operate today. We're going to see what and who are intertestamental prophets. But I want us to begin today by going to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11, where the Apostle Paul enumerates who are the fivefold ministry gifts. And he says, and he, that's Christ, gave some apostles and some prophets, and some evangelists, and some pastors, and you understand that it means, and some teachers. And why did he give them? For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, and for the edifying of the body of Christ. But in verse 11, you'll notice that word some is repeated again and again and again. And every time it is repeated, it should be taken as an emphatic, categorical statement. The Greek is very, very strong. In fact, it could be translated like this. And he, Christ, gave indeed apostles, no question about it, indeed prophets, and indeed evangelists, and indeed pastors, and it's understood to mean, and indeed 
teachers. That word indeed means you should not question this. Or you could actually translate it. And he, Christ, gave some categorically apostles and categorically prophets and categorically evangelists and categorically pastors. And you understand it to mean and categorically teachers. Or you could translate it. And he, Christ, gave emphatically apostles, emphatically prophets, emphatically evangelists, emphatically pastors, and it's understood to mean emphatically teachers. And the reason this is so categorical and emphatic is because the Apostle Paul is reaching through the pages of the Bible to grab hold of us to let us know these really are gifts that Christ has categorically, emphatically, indeed given to the church, and we should not question it. But when you come to the New Testament, the first prophets that we find are what we call intertestamental prophets. You might say, what are intertestamental prophets? They are prophets that appeared between the pages of the Old and the New Testament era. Now, some people say that God was silent during those years. But my friends, God has never been silent. He's always speaking to anyone who has ears to hear what the Spirit is Saying. And if you closely examine the so-called quiet intertestamental years between the Old Testament and the beginning of the New Covenant, you will find that God was always speaking. He was not speaking through major prophets as he did in the Old Testament, but nonetheless, God was speaking. And the prophetic voices in the intertestamental years were different from their predecessors in that they did not write scriptures, but nonetheless, those intertestamental prophetic voices were speaking about the end of the age and prophesied many of the things which we're witnessing and experiencing in our own time. God was not silent during those years. God was very prophetic and very active. And when we come to the New Testament, we find two examples of intertestamental prophets named Simeon and Anna. You say, oh, I know the story of Simeon and Anna. Well, they were intertestamental prophets. The reason we call them intertestamental prophets is because they lived between the Old Testament, but before the death, burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. The new covenant, the New Testament really began with the resurrection, and they lived before the resurrection, but not in the Old Testament. So they were intertestamental prophets. But we read of Simeon in Luke chapter 2, verse 25 and 26, where the Bible says, And behold, that word behold is very important. It immediately tells us this was a well-known man, and Simeon was famous in the city of Jerusalem for having a gift of prophecy that operated upon him. He was revered for that. And this verse says, and behold, you could translate it, and wow, it is amazing. There was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Ghost was upon him. This was a spirit a prophecy that operated upon him, and it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And when he was finished blessing Jesus in the temple, suddenly Anna enters the scene. What do we know of Anna? Well, Luke chapter 2, verse 36 tells us she was a prophetess. She was an intertestamental voice 
that God spoke through, and the Bible tells us. And there was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was of great age and had lived with a husband seven years from her virginity. So these two were the first intertestamental prophets mentioned in the New Testament. And then we come to the next one, and that is John the Baptist. He is the next example of an intertestamental prophet because he functioned before the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. And John started his prophetic ministry at about the age of 30. And because of the nature of his prophetic ministry, which was so powerful, many biblical writers compared him to the prophet Elijah. And in fact, Joel, John's role was so prominent in Israel, he's even mentioned by the writer Josephus in his famous Antiquities of the Jews. And because John ministered before the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, which was between the eras of the Old and the New Testament, John the Baptist was technically an intertestamental prophet. So now we've seen Simeon and Anna. Now we've seen John the Baptist, but then we come to Jesus himself, who also was an intertestamental prophet. That may surprise you, but most of Jesus' prophetic ministry occurred before his death, burial, and resurrection. So he fit into that period, which was called intertestamental. Jesus was an apostle. He was a prophet. He was an evangelist. He was a prophet and he was a teacher. He stood in all five of the five-fold ministry gifts. I say Jesus was the perfect apostle. Jesus was the perfect prophet. He was the perfect evangelist. He was the perfect pastor. He was the perfect teacher. But most of his ministry occurred before his death, burial, and resurrection. So he also technically functioned as a intertestamental prophet, but many, many, many scriptures in the New Testament identify Jesus in his prophetic role. For example, in Matthew 21, 11, the Bible says, and the multitude said, this is Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth in Galilee. In Matthew 21, verse 46, the Bible says, and when they sought to lay hands on him, they that is the religious leaders, feared the multitude because they took him for a prophet. Again, Jesus is called a prophet. In Mark 6, verse 4, Jesus said unto them, A prophet, referring to himself, is not without honor, but in his own country and among his own kin and in his own house. Jesus even referred to himself as a prophet. In Mark 6, verse 15, they were wondering, who is Jesus? And Jesus was asking, who do men say that I am? And the Bible says, others said that it is Elijah, and others said that it is a prophet or one of the prophets. Again, they said he's a prophet or he is one of the prophets. In Mark chapter 8, verse 28, they answered, John the Baptist. Maybe that's who you are. But some say Elijah, and others said, you are one of the prophets. Again, Jesus is called a prophet. In Luke chapter 4, verse 24, Jesus said, Verily I say unto you, no prophet is accepted in his own country. He was referring to himself as being a prophet. In Luke 7, verse 16, the Bible says, And fear came on all after they saw his numerous miracles, and they glorified God, saying that a great prophet is risen up among us, 
and all that God hath visited his people, everyone identified Jesus as a prophet. Luke 9, verse 8. Again, they're wondering who is Jesus. And some of them said that Elijah had appeared and of others that one of the old prophets was risen again. Everyone recognized Jesus was a prophet. Then when you come to Luke chapter 24, verse 19, Jesus is walking with the two disciples on the road to Emmaus. And he said unto them, what things? And they said unto him concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was a prophet, mighty indeed in word before God, and all the people, those two disciples identified Jesus as a prophet. In John 4, verse 19, Jesus came to the well where he met the woman at the well. And the woman at the well saith unto him, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Even she knew Jesus was a prophet. John 6, verse 14, after Jesus had multiplied the loaves and the fishes, the Bible says, then those men, when they had seen the miracle that Jesus did, said, this is of a truth, that prophet that should come into the world. They all identified Jesus as a prophet. Then when you come to John chapter 7, verse 40, many of the people, therefore, when they heard this saying, said of a truth, this is the prophet. In John 9, verse 17, after Jesus had healed a blind man, they said to the blind man again, What sayest thou of him that he hath opened thine eyes? And the blind man answered, He is a prophet. In Acts chapter 3, verse 22, Peter is preaching, and Peter quotes the Old Testament. And he says, For Moses truly said unto the fathers, A prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren identifying Jesus as a prophet. Then when Stephen was preaching in Acts chapter 7, verse 37, he said, that is that Moses which said unto the children of Israel, a prophet shall the Lord God raise up unto you of your brethren. Stephen again identified Jesus as a prophet. Over and over and over and over, the New Testament identifies Jesus as a prophet. And my friends, I want to tell you absolutely, emphatically, categorically, Jesus is a prophet and he is still a prophet. How do we know? Because Hebrews 13 verse 8 says, Jesus Christ is the same. He is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. Whoever he was in the past, is exactly who he is in the present, exactly who he will be in the future. There is continuity in the person of Jesus Christ. So whoever he was in the past is who he is right now and exactly who he's going to be forever. And in regard to Jesus' prophetic ministry, he was a prophet, he is a prophet, he will always be a prophet. And through the operation of the five-fold ministry gift of the prophet, Jesus is still operating as a prophet inside the church today. Say amen. But on the day of Pentecost, Peter quoted the prophet Joel from Joel chapter 2, verses 28 and 29, which says, But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel, and it shall come to pass in the last day, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams, and on my servants and on my handmaidens I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. Peter was quoting Joel. So Joel and Peter both affirm that when the Holy Spirit is poured out, it will initiate 
a new time of prophetic activity in the earth. And with the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, a door was thrown open for God's people at large to begin to prophetically operate. It was foretold that young men would see visions, old men would dream dreams, and servants and handmaids would prophesy. Well, in the Old Testament, such happenings as those primarily occurred with major or minor prophets. But when we come to the New Testament, we find out something absolutely amazing. Now the Holy Spirit indwells every single believer. And so in a sense, we are all members of a church-wide prophethood. We're members of a prophethood with the Spirit inside every one of us. And if needed, the Spirit of God can prophetically speak through every one of us. So in our time, it should be anticipated it should even be expected that prophetic activity will increase and increase and continue to increase until we come to the close of the age. In fact, we're told in Revelation chapter 19, verse 10, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So any person who personally knows Jesus is enabled to some measure to function prophetically. But besides the common gift of prophecy that can work through any believer, there is the fivefold ministry gift of the prophet, which is very distinct and separate from the common gift of prophecy. And again, we read about this in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 12 to 13. And we find in these verses that the gift of prophet, along with the other fivefold ministry gifts, is given for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, until, until we come in the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, under the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, which means until we have reached that stature, that place of maturity, the gift of the prophet with the other fivefold ministry gifts will be needed and will function in the church. And in the next program, I'm going to show you examples of authentic prophetic ministry in the New Testament and call them by name. Today, we've seen intertestamental prophets, and we've seen that today God is pouring his spirit out upon the church, and to some degree, we can all prophetically function. But what about real, distinct, five-fold ministry prophets? Not the simple gift of prophecy, but prophets set in the church by God himself. That's what we're going to see in the next program. But I'll be back in just a moment, and I want to pray for you. These days, a lot of people are being called apostles or prophets. But are real apostles and prophets still alive, well, and operating in the body of Christ today? In this much-needed, powerful series, Apostles and Prophets, Rick Renner covers what an apostle is and what an apostle is not. What are the signs of a true apostle? Why would anyone claim to be an apostle if he wasn't an apostle? What does the word prophet really mean? What do we know about how real prophets do and do not operate? What about false prophets? This 15-part series is available in digital or physical formats, starting at just $24. And right now, we urge you to get Rick's new book, Apostles and Prophets, their roles in the past, the present, and the last days, with over 700 pages of information to help fortify a solid foundation underneath your life for the special introductory price of $30. Joseph Z, founder of Z Ministries and best-selling author, says, armed with his Bible, historical examples, and decades of tenured experience, Rick has produced a scholarly 
masterpiece that will right-size the mania, purge the dysfunction, confront willful ignorance, and cause celebration among the lovers of the Word of God. And Flashpoint host Gene Bailey says, this is not a stuffy manual on how to be an apostle or prophet. You will want to keep this book nearby the next time a question arises on the subject of apostles and prophets. Don't miss this exciting offer, the 15-part series, Apostles and Prophets, and the insightful and penetrating book, Apostles and Prophets. Call the number on your screen or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. Hey friends, this is Rick Renner, and today I'm standing in the foyer of Rick Renner Ministries in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I just wish I could pick you up and bring you here to see all the wonderful ministry that is happening in this facility where we receive thousands and thousands of phone calls from people just like you who reach out to us for prayer and for teaching they can trust. Proverbs 10, 21 says, the lips of the righteous feed many. And we know that's our job. Our job is to feed many. And I wanna say thank you to you for everything you've helped us do with your giving. You helped us construct our studio, purchase this building. And now in phase three of our ministry expansion program, we're wanting to pave this facility off so we can liberate all that money to take the teaching of the Bible around the world on additional channels and venues. And by being a part of our giving team, you can really help us make this happen. If you're not already a part of our giving team, please pray about joining us. And together we can join hands and through teaching of the Bible and by ministering to people that reach out to us and by sending teaching products around the world, we can really change people's lives. And it's amazing to me that today it's never been easier to make an impact in somebody else's life right from where you are. So thank you for praying about being a part of our giving team. And the moment you join, I want you to really expect the power of God to show up in your life. I want to say thank you for being with me today. And I want to tell you that if you need prayer, we're waiting to hear from you. Just call us, send us an email. And the moment we hear from you, we're going to meet you with faith-filled prayer. And Jesus is going to hear and Jesus is going to answer and he's going to move on your behalf. And I want to remind you also that we're offering you my 15-part series called Apostles and Prophets, Their Roles in the Past, the Present, and the Last Days Church. It comes with a wonderful study guide. And this week is the last days that we're offering on the program my book called Apostles and Prophets. Please, my friend, order this book. You need this in your personal spiritual library. You will refer to it again and again and again. But when we come back tomorrow, we're going to see the specific names and identities of people who are identified as prophets in the New Testament, and it's going to be good, so don't miss it. But let me pray for you. Father, we thank you that the Holy Spirit really does indwell each one of us. Help us to hoist our spiritual sail so we can catch the movement of the Spirit and prophesy when it's time for us to speak on behalf of you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, I'll see you tomorrow, but remember Ecclesiastes 8.4, it says, where the word of a king is, there's power. Hey friends, we're coming to an area near you and we want to invite you to come to one of our meetings. Sunday, February 5th, we're going to Church for All Nations in Colorado Springs and we will be with pastors Mark and Linda Coward. 
Then on Sunday, February 12th, we're going to be at Legacy Church with Pastor Jeremy and Sarah Pearsons in Green Mountain Falls, Colorado. Then on Thursday, February 16th, Denise is having a women's meeting at the Stony Creek Hotel in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. On Saturday and Sunday, February 18th and 19th, we're going to be at the Living Word Christian Center with Pastor Mac Hammond in Brooklyn Park, Minnesota. And on Sunday, February 26th, we're going to be at Faith Family Church with Pastors Michael and Vicki Bang in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. But please go to our website to affirm all these times and all these dates, and we look forward to seeing you there. Thank you for watching this broadcast. For more information on product resources or to learn how you can partner with this ministry, please connect with us at renner.org. Also, please be sure to visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This program was made possible by the giving of the God-called partners of Renner Ministries.